This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final Liverpool Blood Red podcast. Ever? No, just from America. Uh, it's me, myself. That was so rehearsed. I know, wasn't it? <laughs> it's almost like we tried to do this podcast about three times. Um, yeah, anyway, it's myself, Ian Doyle. I'm joined by, once again by Christian Walsh. We're here in the... Uh, What's the hotel called? Uh, the Room Make Grace Hotel. Yeah, just off Times Square. We can say this now because by the time this comes out, uh, we'll have long gone, and uh, you know the, the, the hordes of people who've been trying to get in touch with us, you know, they will uh, not be able to get us anymore because we'll have gone. Uh, anyway, Liverpool's US tour has now over. They've just round about now. I think they've just landed in uh, in Liverpool. Uh, they ended it with a two-all draw, Christian, against Sporting Lisbon in Yankee Stadium in here in New York. Now. That's three games, no wins, uh, seven, no, eight goals, con- sorry, seven goals conceded. Has it been a success or not? I think it's been a success off the pitch again. Yes, the ticket sales were slightly down, but I think that was always likely to happen given that they came to the United States last year as well. Um, and it's not affiliated with the ICC Champions Trophy, which. Um, it was last year, and that, that carries a little bit of clout as well. Also, last year it was uh, United, City, and Dortmund, and, and, and everybody knew that there was going to be quite a few the major new players. Would, would, no new signings, and a lot yeah. of the major players aren't here. Yeah. But okay, okay, I'll tell you what. We'll talk about the off the field thing then, because I know that you've been quite you've been quite interested in that, and you've been following that around. We're here in New York. We've spoken about Boston. We spoke about South Bend in New York. Has it been a different feel because the city is so big, or? You know, we went to Carragher's Bar a few times here, or has it been a bit more intense when you've actually been to the places where it's been very intense? It, it, yeah, it, it's when you're walking around, it, it, it's it's it, it is interesting because you, you you do see Liverpool shirts dotted around the city. You're just walking around Manhattan, um, and obviously Liverpool playing, so you will see Liverpool shirts around, but it, they do exist and there is like a visible presence. Um, but it is so vast, it's hard to. You know, the thing with Boston, it's it's quite a small city, really, isn't it? And uh, well, it certainly feels like it. it feels very much like a, you know, a village. Um, and well, South Bend. Does that make South Bend? Is that oh, like a corner house? A or hamlet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, but when you actually went to the the events in in Carragher's Bar and and, and you know, around the stadium as well before the game yesterday, I was in a, the Yankee Tavern. Um, and there was a little marsh to the ground, and uh, they just packed into this little narrow pub, basically in a little narrow bar, and they like sang "You'll Never Walk Alone." It was really, like, it was really something. It was, it was really impressive. So, you, you know, New York is a massive city, but I think Liverpool have most certainly made their imprint off the field here. Anyway, do you feel as though perhaps Liverpool would be better by not coming here next year? You know, sometimes it's you know. Keep the people wanting because I think it was it three times in five years or something mm. along those lines. It's quite a few times, isn't it? Recent in recent times. I mean, with me Liverpool.com, I just have to honestly no issue. <laughs> but from a Liverpool point of view, <laughs> from a Liverpool point of view, I can see what they're saying. It, it, it depends, doesn't it, on on what you what on what you and Klopp wants. I mean, I spoke to him along along with you, and um, we asked him different things, of course. But one of the things I, I wanted to talk to him about was you know the American tour and why he chose America. Um, and he was sort of insistent saying, well, it's not me who chooses, but you, you, you know that he, he does have a say um, in where they go. So if, if Klopp likes to, to come here, they will. He was actually quite negative, wasn't he, uh, towards the end of that Sporting Lisbon press con- post-match press conference? He said, yeah, he basically said, for sporting reasons, I'm quite glad to go home because yeah. of the time difference and the pitches and 
he also made a point of saying, yeah, but the fans have been great. It's been great to see the fans, which I think genuinely they actually do enjoy that. Mm. You know, you can see in the players, they're quite happy. I mean, he spent ages, I think it was in Boston, wasn't it, after tra- the, the open training session yeah, signing yeah. autographs. So there doesn't seem to be too much of a problem mm. there, but... It isn't. It hasn't been for a lot of reasons. We'll go on to the. It went we'll, swimmingly we'll, last year. Ultimately, yeah. it went swimmingly, and, and they won all three games. Sorry, they lost the one game, but that didn't really matter. Salamani came back. They, they beat City. They beat Man United four-one in front of a hundred thousand people. It just felt like it went swimmingly. Whereas they had, you know, delays here. They've had, um, you know, really, really strange weather um, in terms of the heat. Um, the hottest day in Boston since nineteen ninety-one. I think the pitches haven't looked great. And yeah, well, two of them have been converted baseball. Exactly. So I, I wonder if next year, Tiffs. I wonder if next year he sort of says, "Okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go to Asia instead," because they're the only ones really. It's going to be America or Asia slash Australia. 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 Yeah. They've been there for a while. Yeah. So so yeah, just looking then about the, what happened on the pitch. They drew the uh, drew the last game that we said on some, on uh, sorry Wednesday against Sporting Lisbon. Lost the other two. There was the two injuries that's come out of it, Yasser Larucci and Nathaniel Klein, obviously completely different injuries the way that they happened. And uh, Klopp said after the game, because I asked him, and he said that there's no, he's not going to change his transfer policy down now that Klein's injured, which kind of suggests that Klein was never ever going to be considered anyway, or they were about to sell him. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's spot on. It's, it's, he was pretty definitive. It's, it's, what can you say about, he, he wouldn't have played for me in, in my mind. But you're slightly worried the fact that they don't have enough cover at fullback position because they've got Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson quite clearly the established, you know, duo in those fullback positions. Last year, Alberto Moreno had Robertson fallen over, would, would have come in and played, and he played, didn't play very often. He played like two or three games, and that was that. Trent, you had uh, Joe Gomez, but then he, you know, Joe Gomez got injured himself. Uh, James Milner can do it, but then it's you know James Milner left back again. He, he did that a couple of years ago, and while he do a good job, he doesn't do quite the same job at either fullback position as Robertson or Trent. I think Klopp will find solutions within the squad because that's what he does. So I think you're looking at as you've just said, Gomez and Milner, obviously at right back. Um, I think there's Kiana Hoover, who can also uh, play right back. You might get a bit of game time um, in the cups, and I wouldn't even Alex Rossley Chamberlain. Wouldn't rule that out. Well, we'll talk about Oxlade Chamberlain then, because he came through another uh, 60 minutes. He's probably played more football in these three games than anybody else, certainly the outfield players. Uh, Klopp was interesting afterwards, wasn't he? He says, yeah, he's been struggling with a calf problem. That it's not a tear, but he's been carrying. Suggest he's been carrying this injury for quite some time. Which you know, when people are out for so long, they do tend to get various other injuries because the bodies are just adjusting to the fact that they're back playing again and and training at such you know that intensity. But he said he played the first 20 minutes, then he had got the problem and he couldn't really contribute as much. Do you think that was a bit of an odd thing to say? Or was it perhaps Liverpool and Klopp and the training and the backroom staff just saying to Oxlade-Chamberlain, right, we know you've got this problem, we're going to test you now, see, we know it's not serious, but we're going to let you go out there and just see what you can still do? I think also, I'm no sports scientist, um, obviously, but I just wonder if there's a, a sense of it do more damage and more, it'd be more detrimental to him if... He stops the arse of his, his recovery mm. um, from his from his ACL. So you know, is he is he more susceptible? If he was to say miss a couple of training sessions or miss a game, is this the time where he just simply has to get games? Obviously, if he's if he's injured, he's injured. But he's got, he's got his own training pro- program, yeah. hasn't he? Because he had that. We didn't do the training session in Boston, mm. but we, you know, obviously we were told that no, he's he's fine. And obviously, he was because he played the next day. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just a case of mm. look, we've got this and. 
if, if, if something serious, you know, touch wood, it doesn't, but if something serious was to happen to him again, then obviously he can't train. But I think it's a case of this is how we get somebody who's done his ACL in the way he did it. So we, um, so we build him back up, and a, a little, you know, a little calf issue won't necessarily derail that. I mean, we'll look then at perhaps the winners and losers of this US tour. Obviously, pre-season there's still another two games to go. They play Napoli up in Murrayfield on uh, on Sunday, uh, and then they go to Evian where they do the uh, week's training camp, which Klopp has long since said this is the most important bit of pre-season. It's when he's got everybody back together. And he said last night that the, the reason they're playing Leon in Geneva is specifically to get Firmino, Mane, Allison. Uh, Salah, well maybe not Manic, he's not there. The, uh, he said that Shakiri and Cater should be back training. It's to get them a, a bit of extra game time before the season actually starts. So they have been thinking along these lines. Definitely, and it, it's all meticulous. And this was you know, to go back to what I was saying about where they'll go next year. You know, it, it's meticulous. And you look at the opponents Liverpool pick. The, the, they don't pick them because they've got nice kits or because you know the the they, they ring them up and go fancy a kick about they, they, they pick these teams that they face for, for, for you know several reasons you look at a team like Sevilla and they play aggressive football I mean obviously it backfired a little bit but they play aggressive football and they gave them an aggressive game you, you look at somebody like Sporting uh, a team like Sporting they were a team who were obviously quite quick in transition so did you think they were any good I was Sporting. massively impressed with Sporting to be honest Bruno Fernandes you can see why there's so much yeah. of a hoo-ha about him but too many of their players were just yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah just they can do the odd nice little thing but ultimately there's not much end product the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo so I think the question I asked, which I completely forgot, we was who were the winners and losers. Winners. So if you look at some of the winners, and we've got also have somebody else here with us if he wants to join in. Do you want to join? In? Yeah, yeah, a couple of Corey then. We've got Hi. we've got Neil Jones here from uh, Gold Gold dot com. Um, just Gold. Is it just Gold? Just Gold. Is it Gold? Rebrand. There you go. Exclusive news, which has probably been out for about years. Yeah, going to say yeah. Toily face with usually. Yeah, yeah. Gold, gold as ever. Yeah, Gold. Yeah. Anyway. Neil Jones of Goal, formerly the Liverpool Echo. Uh, he's also joined us uh, for the second part of this podcast. Now, winners and losers of the tour. Start with you, Neil. Then um, we'll look at the winners. Three players you think who've seen their reputations or their chances of first team football enhanced by what's happened here in America. Um, winners: Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, minutes, minutes in the bank. Ryan Brewster looks like he's a first team option for next season. I think he's. Um, yeah, he's he's been he's been exceptional. You know, in the, in, the, in the small flashes he's played, didn't get a lot of time last time last night. Um, third one, I'd probably go with of all the players who've looked the best. I would say Trent Alexander-Arnold looks like a player who has come back with a, a renewed vigor and a renewed improved physicality, and his, his his football's been really really good. That's interesting you should say that because I. Going forward, I thought he was very good against Sporting, but and I know it wasn't just down to him because of the defensive organisation. But they yeah. got him behind him a couple of times, didn't they? The, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. goal was the second goal was they went down his way. Yeah, was that your goal? Man? Was on at the time though. No, nope. Matip. Was that? No, Trent, Trent was definitely. Oh, sorry, Trent yeah, was definitely yeah, right yeah, back. I mean, yeah. yeah, but that that's that's down to Liverpool structurally being better with the ball, isn't it? I think I think midfield Liverpool have been abysmal on this tour, personally. I think. Do you mean? To, I think I think they're mid, they're, that, they're, they're the gaps. Yeah. Yeah. Is that collectively or individually? Because I thought last night Henderson had a really good game, and I thought yeah. Fabinho has been you know, fairly solid. Been, but he's been he's been left on his own an awful lot. 
Um, Milner's been sort of he ended up at left back last night. He's been everywhere. But I, I, I think I think Liverpool look. I think Liverpool look miles off being ready for the, for a, a big game. I think I think I wouldn't go too far and say I think they're going to get absolutely scalped by Man City in the Charity Shield. But I, I'm very very glad it's not this weekend because they need they need a good hard week of basically getting beasted by their manager because they they I think they look miles off being ready for a Premier League season. I'm worried. Well, we'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, just looking at the winners, Christian. I mean, another name I'd put forward is Divock Origi. Because, yeah. okay, okay, how can you say someone's a winner when he's just scored in the Champions League final? But he looks more like the player who got injured against Everton. Well, that's three and a bit years ago. It's like the game on Sunday was a game where he had a bit more seniority around him because he's been having to go with Ryan Kent and Harry Wilson. And it showed he was able to play off people he, and he goes on those runs doesn't he where he's, he's got a lot of power about him and pace which he doesn't always show because he didn't have that self-belief that he didn't think he could do it and the goals that he scored the two goals he scored this tour are exactly the kind of goals that you want from a striker you know reaction reaction goals you yeah, know, he's, they're he's, reacting quickest and they're the ones that the strikers love he's a genuine he's a genuine uh, option now it's it's not oh, you know Liverpool have to make do with Origi like he's a genuine option for Liverpool and I mean a lot of his goals are sort of Two yards happens, but that, that's a skill in itself in the sense that he's got the anticipation and the awareness. So it was a Henderson effort and it was said by the keeper and it came out and re put it mm-hmm. in. Does that remind you of anything? Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. exactly. You, you can point at that one. You can point at his one against the um, Serbia on, yep. on, you know, against the same position, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at his goal against Everton. Everyone else has waved that off. Everyone's just gone, math. Origi shouldn't really be. I mean, Everton have completely switched off, but Origi's one yard out, and obviously, yeah, he's won it. But and he missed one ten minutes earlier. From, yeah. So, he's, it's a really important skill to have. And what what he's doing now as well is he's, he he is sort of trying to hone the rest of his game. And sometimes it works, sometimes it isn't. And, it doesn't. And, he can and, be inconsistent. But any other winners then? Anybody else who's well, kind of come come Seth, through? Seth Vandenberg made his debut last night, which is. He's beat, it's a win for him, isn't it? Yeah. He's beaten FIFA to get his, his clearance, but I mean, that's, that's a nice, nice yeah. moment for him. That's he, got, he got a nice reception as well, actually, didn't he? He did. That was really nice. Yeah. Minutes, yeah. He got a good reception off the crowd, so that's a nice one. Larusi would have been a winner, I think, in terms of his, you know, proving that he's potential, potentially going to be a first teamer in the future. But it's obviously not a winner when you get volleyed. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very oddly, it's, it's just the goalkeeper. Obviously, there's no Allison. And Simon Mignolet was the only senior player there. And over the three games, he's made loads of really good saves. Yeah. But then the reason why he's no longer Liverpool's first-choice goalkeeper is because the long-range shot from Fernandez and whether he just took his eye off it, whether it was the because it did dip right in front of him, whether it's taken yeah. a strange bounce or whatever reason, it just got away from him. And just when you think, you think, oh, I can see why he's at oh, you yeah. know, does he always gives you the occasional reminder of that, doesn't he? Yeah, he does sadly. Um... I mean, I suppose the good thing is it's just a game against Sport Lisbon in the Western Union Cup, so it's not... Well, there's been quite a few, hasn't there? I mean, Wolves in the FA Cup, that was another long range, wasn't it? Which yeah, went kind of went through him. And the, the, Ars- yeah. the Arsenal game down at the Emirates yeah, last couple season four last yeah. year. I mean, yeah, that's why... He's not the only goalkeeper that can see no, shots not, from range. No, he's not, of course, but... and that's, it, just, it looks horrible, doesn't it? I mean, I suppose the good thing you can say about him is... He didn't, he didn't crumble, did he? After that, he, you know... Hello, hello gentlemen, good evening. They're going to have a meeting in this area, uh, okay. staff meeting, okay. uh, the next seven, seven minutes, 
That's okay. Yeah, we'll be done by then. Yeah. Yes. So you can sit in the lobby. Okay. 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 Have you seen this? He didn't come. Okay. And we and we, if you want to use the restroom, because um, um, probably they're going to be here about half an hour. Or so no problem. That's okay. So in case you're in the lobby and you want to use the restroom, the state the elevator to the second floor. There's two restroom up there. Thank you. Okay, thank, thank you very much. Uh, one of the good things I suppose you can say about Minilay is he didn't crumble after after the mistake. He didn't do what you could, you'd fear someone like that would do, where he'd start making. One mistake into two into three. Liverpool spent the next two minutes after that game just giving them back passes, which was a bit. I thought was a bit odd. I think it was just. But <laughs> I wonder whether it was almost a, a ploy yeah. to sort of just get him get him back in the game, sort of thing. And he made he made a great double save right on half time off the, off a corner. I think it was off Fernandez again, was it? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh no. Uh, yeah. I know. I can't remember who it was, but it wasn't it. Yeah, Vieto maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Was, yeah. Uh, and then he made the he made another one in the second half as well. That was a bit underrated. Yeah. Yeah. He just seems to, he yeah. Yeah. He was right, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. To push one away. So. I mean, you know, he's a backup goalkeeper, and we know that. So, don't get too upset about him making an error in 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 pre-season. If he'd have had, if he'd have been faultless and saved everything that, that come his way, people still would have been saying that's happening so, in the team. So, so any any losers then? I'm not saying many was a loser. I'm just saying he was kind of in between. Any major losers? Anyone who's gone I, backwards? I think it's not necessarily backwards. I just think I think Neil said this on a, on a on a previous podcast. Um, just the fact that. There's there's so many players you could have taken the chance and it feels like they haven't. Yeah. It Brian feels Gilson, like Harry Wilson being the two massive losers. Nathaniel Klein, yeah, yeah. Of course. You know, that's the biggest loser of all. They, you know, wish him a speedy recovery, rotten luck, rotten time, and for him to get an ACL injury. Whether whether it stopped him being an option for Liverpool this season or whether it stopped him getting a transfer, no one needs that. Uh, yeah, and there you go, Ryan Ryan Kent, Harry Wilson. Yeah. I think. I, I, I think. The only one that you possibly would consider keeping is Kent. Sorry, I've said it. Pick one. Pick the wrong one out of the two. Is Wilson because yeah. Wilson just has potential game-changing ability. I don't. I don't think you can make a single case for, for someone like Kent to be a first-team option next season. Final thing then before we get chucked out here for a staff meeting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned before that you said if there was a game getting played on Sunday against Man City, Liverpool would get tonked. Basically, have you? Well, I haven't seen Man City, so I'm being. That's a they bit. They got be by Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, just just deal with Liverpool. You think they're absolutely nowhere near at the moment, and is that because of the fitness of the players that yeah. are there now, or just because they haven't got the best players there? Because they're missing yeah, six, seven, six players. It's both, and they haven't. They've got no without the best players. So they had the first choice back four playing started last yeah. night, but the goalkeeper behind them wasn't. So you have to say that, that that's a unit in itself. The goalkeeper's part of that defensive unit. They had none of the front three. Which is obviously difficult. They've had Henderson and Wen Alden who started the Champions League final. They've only really, they're only really starting to get to fitness now. So I think Klopp always says that the second week or the, the sort of the second training camp, which is in Evian next week, that's sort of that's the time to to get over the the, the razzmatazz and the, the the glamour of the, the, the pre-season friendlies in America and really get stuff into the work. So hopefully they do. Final question. Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah. Go go along with that. I am slightly worried about the City game. I also, I'm just slightly worried because I think that the games come thick and fast very very quickly for Liverpool, and you don't want to get to a situation where you get after Burnley away, and you've somehow managed to drop four points, let's say, and you've um, not won the Community Shield or the Super Cup. Well, I am, wouldn't say I was worried, but mildly concerned about the way things have gone. You know me, I'm a very positive person and I wouldn't really get worked up about things like that. 
Absolutely fine. <laughs> it's, it's nice to know that you, you've, you've, you know, yeah. developed a sense of humour on this tour. Yes, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I had to with some of those, of some of those results. Yeah, <laughs> some of those tackles. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, what, just one final thing, if we've got time, highlight of the tour. It doesn't have to do with football. Um, good question. I'd probably say, I'd probably say the boss night in in Boston. Wasn't a boss night. Yeah, it was a. I had the boss night. So yeah, the night, the LFC fan event in Boston, where which we we attended, I think was it was just good to see that that can transfer across across the pond and you can get such that that passion and yeah, it's a great venue and it was good to see that. Yeah, it was great venue. Glad we and having had a few. Christian. <laughs> wow. Wow. It looks good, kill. Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, I think that's a, probably... that's a loaded and thorny question, yeah. <laughs> it is the North. Uh, that, um, I, I really enjoyed Carragher's um, both nights, to be fair. We were on stage with the Anfield Rap, um, and you know we, we were lucky enough to be, to be asked on stage. You were there in the crowd, Ian, and, and that was a great night. You know, the, the great guys at what they do, and, 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 and it was a fantastic show. Um, and then the second night, you know, Jamie Webster in Carragher's, you know, it was pretty much like the Beatles on the, you know, doing it. Because it, it was just like absolute Jamie Webster mania. Um, so, yeah, the, those three and, of course, the LSC fan events. You forgot to mention Jamie Webster is one of the big winners of the tour, really. Yeah, he is, yeah, he's, he is, yeah. He's, he's cracked America now. So I think my, my highlight. The my highlight was definitely um, when we couldn't land in. Where was it? Was it Boston? And we couldn't land because a bird, a, a plane had hit a, a bird, and it, the bird was on the runway, it's and they had to go and pick it up. So they had to always, go and land. Exactly. always death with you, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right, that should do us. Um, <laughs> the next podcast that you get from us will be a little bit more coherent and a little less interrupted by uh, hotel staff members. Cheerio from America. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.